0: Welcome to this Bournemouth University podcast.
1: We're talking with BU's Vice-Chancellor, Professor John Vinnie, on a number of different topics that affect our university.
0: Today, we're talking about the Research Excellence
1: Framework. Welcome and thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. John, it's great to be speaking with you again.
2: Thank you. Good to be here.
1: And we're joined today by emma matthews from our research team as well and emma i want to start with you if i may because this podcast is all about the ref and it would be good to just understand what it is that we're talking about today so can you help us out
0: hi Nat. thanks for having me on the podcast so the ref or the research excellence framework is the uk system of assessing the quality of research coming out of uk universities and universities are assessed across three elements so the quality of research outputs such as journal articles book chapters and exhibitions The impact of research and its wider benefit to society and the research environment as well. Um, The results impact on things like the funding universities receive and league table rankings and the last ref exercise was back in 2014 so this has been seven years in the making and it's a really big moment for BU and indeed for the whole of the UK higher education sector.
1: It is indeed because we have just received our results and so that's what we're here to talk about and it's fair to say that we're really really pleased with them aren't we John?
2: Oh, delighted with the results, Nat. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, really, really great uh, performance um, across Bournemouth University. And I think I'm just so proud of the hard work that's gone in over that seven-year period, Uh, but also just to notice a point in time. So actually, the results are brilliant, but they're not just a reflection of our last seven years, they're a reflection of all the work we've done over the very many years to get us to this point. So, yeah, very proud of the overall performance, and it's a great testament to the hard work of many people over many years.
1: And so to summarise that uh, performance just very quickly, what we've done since the last ref exercise is we've increased the number of people submitting uh, by three, three times the number of people have submitted. And uh, with that amazing volume of research that we've had come in, uh, we've been able to maintain the quality of the research as well, according to those ref results. So uh, maintaining quality, increasing uh, the volume significantly, that's, that's, that's an incredible achievement for the university, isn't it?
2: Yes, and that was our aim actually was, um, you know, we have this core concept of fusion at Bournemouth University, so making sure that everything is connected. So our aim was to ensure that uh, as many people as possible could be submitted, but actually also recognising that everyone else, whether they were submitted or not, also had a key role to play. Um, so it's been a real community effort to get us to this point. But you're right, you know, it's three times the number of people. And we've maintained the quality. So what that means is our research quality Um, has been maintained our research intensity as defined in the ref has improved and so our research power is a much higher level now than it was uh, back in 2014 this research power which is the real measure of the impact that you can have through your research so really pleased with that outcome as well
1: and talking a little bit more about that research power um what does that say for us as an institution moving forward you know that that um Actually, you know, we, we've got a high-quality reputation in a number of different areas for our work in sustainability, for uh, uh, the THE Young University rankings that we consistently do well in. Actually having this research measure uh, uh, showing the, the kind of maturity and the quality of our research as well. So it's, it's another real um, string to our bow, isn't it, in terms of our, our, our accolades as a university?
2: No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it is um, it is evidence that we have made huge progress as an organisation um, over that period. So the fact that more people are involved, the fact that we have achieved that level of, of output and outcome in the Research Excellence Framework is incredibly um, an incredibly proud moment for me. It's one of three um, excellence frameworks. So we also have the, the Knowledge Exchange Framework and the Teaching Excellence Framework. But the Research Excellence Framework has been around for the longest in different formats, but that's the one that's really shown that we can perform over a long period of time. So where we've got to um, in this assessment is, uh, is an incredibly uh, powerful position. Research power is really a measure of the, the impact that an organization can have through its research. And of course, one of our key elements of purpose at Bournemouth University is around enriching society. So research power, along with those other assessments and those other elements, really do help us to have a massive impact on the world around us and to fulfill our purpose of enriching society so it all works you know in harmony and it is great great news for the for the university and and for the world
1: yeah it is and it it leads me on to my final question for you john as well actually because emma mentioned the word impact and and you've mentioned the word impact as well and and um you know, when it, when it comes to research, it's it's the fact that we're doing it, we're finding that knowledge and 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 providing that knowledge. But the way that it enriches society, the way that it has an impact on the world around us, is what makes it so special. So, you must be be really pleased for the the impact that our research is having. Uh, perhaps you could talk us to us a little bit more about that that impact side and the way that we are enriching society.
2: Yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, impact um, is something that everyone wants to have in their lives, isn't it? And certainly, universities. Uh, want to be able to demonstrate their impact to show that they make a difference. Part of it is accountability, so it's accountability for the funding universities receive to show that we are having a positive influence and impact on the world. Um, But I think this is one measure, it's a point in time. Um, I would say that the impact uh, that we have scored incredibly highly in, in this research excellence framework assessment um, is not just over that seven year period, these things do take longer to build, to have a lasting impact in these areas. Um, It is something which is a long-term investment for the university. So it really is for me about transparency and accountability of investment, public investment in universities to really show that long-term impact that we can have. that makes a difference to the quality of the world around us.
1: So we're delighted to be joined on this podcast by three guests who are going to talk to us a little bit more about the REF, Bournemouth University's submission and some of the research that's gone into it. With our thanks in advance to shelley Ann Stringer, Professor Kate Wellem and Professor Dan Jackson. Delighted to welcome Shelley and Stringer to the podcast. Shelley is Research Excellence Manager here at Bournemouth University. So, welcome, Shelley. Thank you, Nate.
2: Brilliant, Shelley. Um, research Excellence sort of says says it all, really. It's all in your job title. But can you perhaps say a bit more about the Research Excellence Framework and uh, and particularly the Research Excellence Framework as it is in 2021?
3: Yeah, of course. So, um, the Research Excellence Framework, or REF as it's more commonly known, is um, generally an exercise that reviews the research coming out of UK higher education. It roughly um, is conducted every five to seven-ish years. Um, That may change in future. And it is um, primarily an expert-based review exercise.
2: Okay, thank you. That's really helpful. And and these experts, can you just perhaps say a bit more about where they're drawn from and, and how they operate to come to their judgments?
3: So Research England, or all the funding councils, um, have a nomination process where um, various bodies, professional bodies, um, organisations, can nominate um, people that they deem to be um, capable or expert enough of actually reviewing Um, research. The nominees um, have to carry the confidence of their community as well as um, having experience in research themselves.
2: And if if I just think back over the last few um, research excellence uh, uh, framework assessments it's changed its model and and title over the years but the last one was back in 2014. Did you want to uh, sort of comment on any sort of process changes or how things have actually moved on over that last period? In terms of how research excellence is measured?
3: One of the major changes of REF 2021 is that it became a far more inclusive exercise uh, with more staff being submitted and considered eligible. Everybody on a teaching and research contract over um, a point two FTE was eligible to be submitted for the REF. Um, however, there was um, a selection, there was an identification process after that which would identify those members of staff that had significant responsibility for research. All in all, that just saw us submitting far more um, members of staff than in previous um, exercises.
2: No, thank you, Shelley. I think it's it's a really uh, helpful progression in terms of the way that uh, inclusivity has been made a core part of the the REF 2021 process, aligns very well with our values at Bournemouth University and uh, really plays well into our fusion agenda as well, trying to link everything together and involve everybody in that research journey and that research story. So thank you, really helpful.
1: Our next guest is Kate Welland, Professor of Archaeological Sciences at Bournemouth University and Unit of Assessment Lead for Archaeology as well. Welcome, Kate.
2: Kate, thanks for joining us today. Can you perhaps say a bit more about your involvement in in REF 2021 and the, the part that you played?
4: Well, I was the lead for archaeology submission from the university in the REF, so I suppose I've been involved right from when we started preparing, kind of about five minutes after the end of 2014, and up until the moment, we pressed the button um, before uh, this exercise was uh, submitted.
2: Brilliant. No, thank you. And it's it's an assessment process, so obviously there's a huge amount of work that goes on across the organisation. Um, but the research uh, assessments are made uh, across different units of assessment. So you've led the unit of assessment for archaeology. Can you say perhaps a bit more about your experience in that role and, uh, and how it's moved on since 2014?
4: I think it's it's quite quite different actually. In 2014, the unit of assessment was combined with geography and environmental sciences, and for REF 2021, and um, we were really fortunate that archaeology was recognised as a UAS in its own right, and um, this was wonderful because it gave. Um, the whole of the archaeology community within um, BU the opportunity to really be able to talk in much more depth about what we do and showcase the wonderful research. Um, I led the team but I had a range of colleagues that I worked with both in the department and beyond and of course in our research and development support services Um, and really we were there just to make sure that our submission reflected all of the fantastic work that my colleagues do and present their research in the best possible light to the assessment panel.
2: No, thank you. It's so important, isn't it? That, um, and it's so impressive to see. It makes me so proud, actually, the way people work together across the organisation uh, to complete these uh, tasks. And uh, can you perhaps say a bit about the, the impact side of archaeology and your role in, in shaping in that?
4: Yes, of course. I mean, we had to submit a number of impact case studies to the REF. And two of the ones I can talk about are um, one that was around our work at Stonehenge, where we've been working there for many years and there's been many colleagues actually across the department um, and also um, in our health school that have worked not only to uh, understand more about the monument, the wider landscape um, and have fed into the new visitor centre which um, opened a few years ago now. It's kind of, we've transformed our understanding really of the monument both in terms of uh, what happened when, um, what monuments uh, were there, and we found new things um, as we've done our investigations. But um, most recently, um, we've had colleagues looking at the impacts of uh, understanding more about the monument and the landscape, and how that can impact people's well-being and their health and well-being, and that's been a really innovative, innovative and interdisciplinary project. And that's brought together people both from archaeology, but also um, from our health and social sciences um, side. And they've had some fantastic projects there that have shown that this engagement with archaeology and understanding more about um, monuments and landscapes and all the sorts of things we do can actually have a really clear benefit um, to people's um, health and well-being. Um, so we've had, in terms of impact, not only obviously the new visitor centre has had a tremendous impact on the sort of the um, economic um, side of uh, that the region with also international visitors as well. It's absolutely huge. Um, But also on an individual um, level, that actually what we've done there can make a real difference to people. So um, that's been a fantastic thing to be um, part of for all of us and to hear more about um, what people have been doing there.
2: And Ken can you say a bit more about research impact and what that means to you?
4: Yes, of course. I think impact's a really important part of what we do for me impact is the benefit that our research and our work in general brings to society. And that can be anything from, um, you know, helping people have greater engagement with their cultural heritage. It could be something like health and wellbeing, or it could be actually an economic um, impact. There's a whole range of them, but something that gives gives benefit. Um, and I think really it, it plays well with our sort of trying to do research that is of societal benefit and our values um, at Bournemouth. So for us, it's integral to what we do. Um, We do our research, um, but we're always thinking about actually how, what's the wider um, societal impact of that research.
2: No, thank you. I think that uh, research impact plays very nicely into our purpose at Bournemouth University of advancing knowledge and enriching society in particular. I think the approach for REF 2021 really reinforces our inclusivity value as well. So yeah, aligns very well with where we're heading as an organisation too, so thank you. <laughs>
0: Dan Jackson, Professor of Media and Communication and Unit of Assessment Lead for Communication, Cultural and Media Studies, Library and Information Management. Thank you for joining us, Dan.
2: Thank you for having me. Dan, good to have you with us. And perhaps, I mean, I've got a few questions to ask you about REF, but can, can you perhaps just say a bit more firstly about your, your involvement and how it's felt to be part of this process?
5: So, yeah, from a personal perspective, it's It's probably the most responsibility I've had whilst I've been here, I think, in terms of leading that number of people through uh, the REF submission, and it's been the the most fun I've had in a leadership role, genuinely, because, well, because the stakes are quite high, but also because I got the privilege of seeing all the work that was submitted, working with people as well, seeing, being able to put all of that evidence together to see what awards have been won by colleagues, to see the impact that it's had In the academy, in the outside world, and so on. So, it's been the yeah, it's been the favourite thing, genuinely favourite thing I've done since I've been at Bournemouth. Brilliant, and
2: it makes you feel very proud, doesn't it, to see the work all of our colleagues have done, and how it relates to the the ref criteria. Can you perhaps say a bit more about the the unit of assessment that you've led? I mean, one of the one of the challenges I think with the ref is it's um it considers our outputs and our achievements in in compartments under different units of assessment um and the title for the one that you've led is actually quite a long title but can you perhaps say a bit more about about that about that unit and what sort of work is incorporated and uh, how that fits into other units
5: yeah our submission to to that field is i'm gonna say as about as diverse as any that will be submitted under ua34 nationally i think because of our size we're probably the Again, I'm not going to say the biggest. We'll be amongst the biggest. UA34 submissions in the country. I'm really happy to be um, a part of that, and I'm really happy also with the diversity and how we really have covered. You know, our, our submission really does cover the breadth of that UA. So we've got ones, for instance, from Janice uh, Danegrynott and Becky Jenkins that are that have been working with external partners in. Uh, consumer behavior research, working with Exterior and Transport for London about a huge project that they did around the transforming the commuter journey. Uh, we've played an important part of that, had a role. We've also got case studies on media policy and so on that John Oliver's led. We've got ones that have impacted on public service broadcasters, The own, my own one with, with Michael Silk and colleagues, where we've impacted on Channel 4's policy and practices of Broadcasting the Paralympics as well as other uh, stakeholders such as UK Sport, Paralympics GB, um, and then on journalism practice as well, Einar um, Tolson and uh, Chindu Trida Hans one, which is yeah, shows you know a big impact on the coverage of um, of disasters and so on in India and Nepal. So they've done great work. It's been again a pleasure to to have overseen that part of our submission, it was, we had incredibly difficult choices at the end because we had some that were really close to the ones that we had to submit and um, really want to, you know, publicly acknowledge them ones that didn't quite make it because anywhere else, like at, at the university or in another year where there could easily have been a strong um, impact case study. So they really do deserve credit for all the work that they did.
2: No, brilliant. It's a real strength, isn't it? That diversity and the richness of the options available. And I'm sure those ones will go forward to future um, research excellent framework assessments as well. So they're, they're long-term investments and impact, aren't they?
0: Can I ask why is impact so important to you and to your unit of assessment? Why is it important that research makes a difference kind of beyond academia, do you think?
5: I guess it shows, it shows the relevance of what we do to the outside world and it it, it answers you know the cynics who would suggest that we live in ivory towers and so on it is demonstrable do you know what I mean so that's why I think that's even without ref I mean I think that's what I like about the way we're doing it here is the investment in impact is not defined and doesn't end with with our ref submission and so we're trying to embed it across if not just those six case studies that we need for for my unit, is my our unit assessment, but across all of all staff, so that you know if, if you want to get funding, you're going to have to show how it's going to impact beyond the academy, um, and again that that exists beyond REF and so on. So it really is about just for for internally, it's about making it. A normal part of our workload and our expectations and our academic work, and for the outside, you know, it's answering the societal challenges that are out there, which are, you know, they're real. They need they need academics to have to, beyond just theoretical insights and inputs, but also pragmatic ones.
2: No, certainly, research impact is um, is a, a core part. Of the role of a university. So, yeah, really good to hear that. Thank you, Dan. Thanks very much. Good to catch up with you today.
1: again to shelly and dan and kate for joining us on the podcast today of course my thanks to you john and emma as well uh, john i wonder if i can turn to you for some final thoughts on on our ref submission on all of the work that's gone in uh, and the impact that, that the university is having
2: no thank you nat um thank you everyone i think the uh, the word i would lead with is proud so i am so proud with uh, all of our achievements as an organisation but I think in this uh, ref exercise we've really demonstrated that uh, coming together working well together as a team across the university has really made a difference it really has added value to our overall outcomes it's a whole team approach so it's not just about the academic staff who have been submitted into this assessment it's all of the academic community all of our professional services who have supported us to get to this point So it is a brilliantly proud moment for the university to uh, celebrate these results. Uh, They reflect everyone's hard work. So thank you to everyone who's helped us to get to this point. Thank you very much.
1: Wonderful. And thanks to you as well, John. And I'm sure we'll be speaking to you again soon uh, about more university success in the future. Thank you for listening and please keep exploring Bournemouth University podcasts wherever you get yours from.
0: For more information about the REF and Bournemouth University submission, please visit bournemouth.ac.uk forward slash REF 2021.